0: Episode of Sass Street.
1: Woo! out Street.
0: Stuff. Stuff. Luisa. Jimmy. Jimmy Z. Z.
1: What's going on? How's it going? What's going? What's new? What's ha- happening oh. since St. Patty's Day?
0: Well, I would say uh, two days ago I put up the last podcast. Yeah, that was good. It was good. Uh, worked out. You had some stuff before. I had some drama. Um, I took a little trip to Boston.
1: Yeah, how was that?
0: Do you like slums? I love slums. Well, I got. Uh, I stayed in a slum, a legitimate slum. Nice. Uh, no, not nice. Like, so I had to go for a secret mission. Was it like a crack house squat? You know. Like, I mean, it was much much. Ba- it was bad. It was like. Um, well, did you have a bed? Yeah. Oh
1: well, it's not that bad.
0: Uh, it wasn't like. Or anyway. Beggars can't be choosers. It wasn't Sessa. a shooting gallery, so I had a secret mission in Boston. My host, thoughtfully—that's in quotes—booked a room using Airbnb. I'm a bit of a fancy lad, and I was like, do I really want to do this? Should I just get a hotel? And I said, no, that would be an asshole thing to do. Mm. So Famous last words. So my apartment, was. this is East Cambridge, which, not very nice. Is um, that where
1: um, like Donnie and Mark Wahlberg grew up? I don't know where they got no, like the Southie the or whatever.
0: I mean, it's like a shithole, yeah. which I've always heard. The apartment next to mine was condemned. Yeah. Everything in mine was dirty. And as I was roaming the streets, looking for a place to get any sort of food or drink, Mm, food and drink, A.K.A. blow and whores. uh, (laughs) Not the kind. You don't want to get the kind of whores down here. Eh. So you know, it's it's pawn shop, pawn shop, liquor store, liquor store. They've gun Um, shops too. Not in Boston. Not Mm. that I saw. Um, I did see a uh, dispensary or head shop. Oh, I forgot they do have that. Yeah. A place that, like, advertises uh, live poultry, uh, slaughtered on premises while you wait.
1: Well, that's kind of cool. At least you know where it's coming from. Yeah. That's cool. Passed by a set
0: of train tracks where there was a guy clearly waiting for his dealer. Yeah. It was like a Love It Underground song. A patient lad. And then um, I finally found a place that was open that time of night Mm -hmm. that had food, also had liquor. And the three people, it was like a bodega, sort of. There are three people in the store. They all stared at me, like unabashedly, the entire time I was in there. Did you have pants on? I I (laughs) had to check to make sure my wasn't selling hot dogs. (laughs) I didn't have a license to sell hot dog lessons. Um, It was very uncomfortable, so that was something of an adventure for me. Yeah, that's cool. What about you? I did my half
1: marathon. My foot was feeling better. It still wasn't 100%. It was good. It was the first time Mark did it. This was my fourth time. My... uh, uh first goal before i kind of messed up my foot a little bit was to try to beat my pr once i screwed up my foot i was like eh i had to kind of reorganize my goals in my head without like mm-hmm. making them more realistic so i was like i definitely want to f- i want to finish Less than two hours and hopefully beat my time last year, which was like one fifty-seven. And in the back of my head, I was like, you know, it'd be awesome if I could beat my PR. And I actually meditated the night before. I'm like, you could do this. Mm -hmm. And it was more with like, you could get close to that that PR. Just do your best. You got to get You got to be under two hours. So anyway, I never checked my PR time, which is kind of dumb. But I just, I really didn't expect to get very close to it. I thought I might. I didn't want to like be heartbroken in case I was close. Yeah. Anyway. I missed it by eleven seconds, <laughs> which honestly I'm not uh, it didn't bother me. I was super excited that I got that close like seventy five percent like if my foot would have been a hundred percent, I think I would have crushed my uh oh, nice. my p r which is just good going into next year. If I maybe train and take my diet a little more seriously, I think I could definitely beat my PR and Mark crushed it he did like an yeah. hour 49 minutes um, he did really well for a first uh, um, half marathon and he's not used to we running on pavement so awesome so that was awesome um, school has been real tough and yeah. taking up a lot of my time study for 8 hours 8 to 12 hours and you get a C yeah so it's a little disheartening but you know just gotta keep on uh, trying keep on keeping on keep the PMA up as you as you love to hear Ugh. PMA. That's all you can do. Um. Keep trying. So I have a quiz Monday and then I have a test Wednesday. I'm I'm feeling okay I'm feeling pretty good about mm. this this uh, quiz on Monday, but awesome. And I'm putting the time in. Yeah, I have a, a concert tomorrow night. Yeah, seeing um, Who am I seeing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just oh kill your idols fire burn Society, society uh, Barthold uh, City and Just Die, I believe it is, at mm. the uh, Underground Arts. So I'm looking forward to that. A couple weeks after the H2O show, they're playing with Breakaway. And um, I'm still waiting on the to-be-announced uh, uh, se- uh, second-to-last band coming. Aren't yeah. so. you seeing The Descendants? In August, I bought wow. tickets. Um, I'm not sure if Mark's going. So yeah. um, if you were interested or
0: whatever. If, if I'm still alive.
1: Yeah. It's a Thursday night. That's the uh. one thing that's shitty. But yeah, it's at the Fillmore. I just bought tickets. That's yeah, cool. So. They were good live. I thought they were a lot fun uh, when I saw yeah. them a couple years ago at so A dog. The dogger. Yeah.
0: All right. Um we just get into music?
1: Yeah, I guess so. Let me go first. Yeah, I think that's what we
0: decided. Uh, yeah, I was like, I completely forgot. <laughs> I know. Our- I know who Too our limited. last one is.
1: Yeah. Um. So, speaking of, like, punk and hardcore, Zeke. Uh, I don't know if you ever listened to Zeke before.
0: No, I have not. I've
1: always seen their name around, and I, w- I always kind of chalked them up to, like, generic kind of... Thrashy hardcore, just never really listened to them, never thought anything bad or good about them. Anyway, this is their sixth album. I believe they started, it. they were formed in 1992. They're out of Seattle. They're a quartet. And their last album was 14 years ago.
0: That's crazy. I know. I'm got
1: water. <laughs> and so this album just came out end of March on Relapse Records. And if you like thrash and crossover thrash and hardcore, with a little rock and roll in it, might like Zeke. The album's a, just, as I said, a blend of speedy, thrashy, hardcore infused with hard rock. Um, someplace I've read, I, I get a lot of, uh, I've seen a lot of Motorhead comparisons, and one, uh, I think, maybe the lead singer, um, I forget his name, uh, I used to have it written down Oh, out. it's Remy Mar-
0: Kilmeister. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: said said um, they're more of a Motorhead meets Circle Jerk type band. Mm-hmm. And I was like, eh, I get it. I, I, I kind of see that. All the songs, like, I don't have a ton to say about it. Other than I'm impressed, I want to actually dig a little deeper in Zeke's catalog. I was, for 14 years and sounding this, like, solid and catchy and made me want to listen to it, you know, f- at least three or four times, I'm I'm impressed. But, uh, yeah, all the songs kind of have that same, like, similar paced, speedy guitars You have the drum and bass kind of shining through, but in the background, guitars take the lead. And then his vocals are like a little raspy, a little screamy. Um, His name's Mark, Marky Felchtone. Some of my favorite songs on there are uh, Hellbender, County Jail has like a little more of a hardcore feel to it, and Cougar Rock is probably my favorite song on the album. And that almost sounds like a punk motorhead song. Um, It's catchy, has like a spongy, speedy riff. And they kind of just incorporate rock and roll into thrash, and a lot of times that doesn't work but for some reason i thought this band did it quite well one thing i like that i love working out to this band i've been I'm yeah, a lot of energy to it i so. haven't been on a run a lot well i haven't been on really run so i've been boxing so boxing to this was like really cool or doing the elliptical cool or just lifting it. It, it it's been fun also driving to it i, I like it so yes zeke hellbender I really like it. If you, that sounds uh, interesting to you, check it out. I wasn't sure if you'd like it or not. It's it's. I thought it was okay. i got to listen to it again. Did um, you just listen to it once? Yeah. The more you listen to it, because the first time you listen to it, it's just so fast. Well, that was... It kind of just goes by. As I said, it's 20 minutes long. Yeah. And then the more I kind of listen to it, I'm like,
0: oh, well, listen to Cougar Rock again and yeah. you might. So with a name like Zeke...
1: It's kind of like a I really block.
0: thought I, I, this wasn't the band I was expecting. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. Gonna be, if anything, some hillbilly deluxe type shit. <laughs> not going got to listen to it again. It was okay. I was like very pressed for time this yeah. week, so and, and one of your other choices uh, occupied a lot of that time. Mm-hmm. It
1: turns out, yeah. So is Zeke. If you like Zeke, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably. <laughs> if you never that. listened to them before or you kind of heard of them, give it a a whirl. It's not bad. All I right. like it. I'm All a right. sucker for thrash.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: All right. What right, you got?
0: Picture the scene. All right, I'm gonna right. pitch something. Okay. Tomorrow morning, mm-hmm. Asano is going crazy at the Asano's my cat. The door. Asano's the cat, and okay. it's because a helicopter's landing in your front yard, crushing huh. the toys of Ooh. your neighbor children. Oh. And outside gets a Luke Besson. Okay. And he knocks on the door. He's like. Hey, Jimmy, okay. I was listening to your podcast, oh, a and you are a master listener. of music, and after we make the love, because I am French, we will talk about music, you see. Okay. I am remaking The Hunger, and I'm, I need a soundtrack, because the Bauhaus broke up, and you might say, well, you should check out Voxlow. Yes. And he would know what Voxlo is, because... Or is it Voxlox, or is it Voxlow? I think it's Voxlo. Okay. He would obviously know who they are because... Oh, Mike yeah, Luke you're Besson, right. Vox Low, I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Voxlox would be like yes. uh, the cover band. It is. <laughs> if they're all Hasidic. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, just Passover. Yeah, that's why I thought of it. Yeah. Anyway, to continue. So Voxlow is um, a band okay. out of Romainville, France. And they're on okay. Born Bad Records. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of European bands we do... Or it seems like I do. I had a hard time tracking down what they're about and who they are. Um, it's like look like two dudes. Two dudes. There's a 45 minute period. But I actually thought this was a reissue.
1: Um. Well, because you didn't really. Well, that, you sent it's me a, a link, but it was Spotify. I don't have Spotify. Yeah. So I went on YouTube, and it was hard to find. So they're actually yeah. on Bandcamp.
0: So maybe I. I I'm it, fine. I listened to it. This is their first full length. Okay. Uh, it is ST for self title. Yes, I know it. I didn't right away. I figured out. Really? And this band was the band I started listening to when I thought I was listening to Fireburn a couple weeks ago.
1: Oh, okay. Well, good find. So it's, I thought they were fucking fantastic. It. So I
0: put. We're gonna learn. We're gonna talk about a, a new a new term, a new musical term. Okay. Cold wave. Oh, uh, I could see that. So I had never heard of cold wave. Cold wave is basically the precursor to dark wave. Started in France and Belgium in the seventies, characterized by. Irreverent, detached tone, and minimal use of electronic instruments. Hmm. The first and most famous Cold Wave album is Trans-Europe Express by Kraftwerk. Mm. And I guess I should talk about the band now. If you look up, they have like an excruciatingly long like backstory. They're I didn't read pretend- too just, much. It's it. not worth it. Okay, it's like good. a lot of this. At one point, they referred to themselves as the psychedelic Jesus and Mary chain. Really? Or something like that. <laughs> or an acid fueled a mm-hmm. lot of words like that. And Voxlow is basically a a dark wave band. Yes. And by dark wave I mean literally if you went to the end of the 70s they'd be like opening for Joy Division Yeah, seriously then. like <laughs> yeah, I I mean I, 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 I honestly I was like they hit so they tagged it as reissue. Uh-huh. I actually went and I was like is this like a reissue of a band from the fucking 80s? It's not. This is a new album. Yeah. First of all, they have a couple like a lot of EPs out and some of those
1: have been out for like maybe five years it looked like, yeah. at
0: least what I saw on... Um... It's great. It's mm-hmm. the only way I could describe it. I started listening to it, didn't think I was into it at first? I and was into And then all of a sudden it. I realized like the hooks were really getting me and the, the percussion beats and I was like, this would be perfect. I could see myself just in a, a nightclub in Paris or dressed in all black, smoking cigarettes. With your monocle. I was going to say, barely that. dancing without moving my arms, waiting for the ecstasy to kick in. <laughs> like, life on the way. Yeah, it's really cool. It's like he's really, it's very minimalist. Did you see the video? I did not see oh, the video. I have to watch the video. Ready to right? Spend It's yeah.
1: an interesting video. That was the first one I watched and I was like, dude, I'm really into it. I like a lot of Dark Wave. Yeah. And this I thought was fantastic. Like, I want to buy it. It mm-hmm. like really got, it, they, they do it really well. Yeah. I think. Yeah, Ready to Spend was probably my favorite and then uh, Something is Wrong, I thought was fantastic. So I like You Are a Slave. Yeah, uh, yeah I viewers You Are a Slave as well. I like the whole, like, ready to spend. It has, like, it's. I love the bass line, and it's very trance-like. Yeah. And I just think it's awesome. So,
0: a lot of times, it'll be like, I mean, the guitar is like a single-string plucking, yeah. The drum, it's like just snaring cymbals for the most part. Very simple, very good, very. If you like that early 80s dark wave music, this is it. This is the album music. It's pretty much before. early goth music. It's very like early goth. Bauhaus, jo- yeah. Joy
1: Division, and all those types. Like, of, and he's doing
0: that, um. He has sort of an Ian Curtis thing mm-hmm. going on, but I like I, I was like I barely pay attention to the lyrics because I think you'll the music like.
1: Um, so I'm, I'm telling you, you gotta watch the Ready to Spend video. I have to watch it's, it. Yeah, it's weird. Their yeah. own bicycles working out.
0: Ah, that so sounds weird. right. It's like very. <laughs> it's so fucking bizarre. Yeah. Foxlow. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. Like a lot of bands, I notice the label will own the Bandcamp page. page. Oh, okay. And all the artists will be on there. So that also means like checking their filmography down. You can buy basically every album put out by that uh, label for 172 euros right now. Really? Yeah. Did you buy the album? I will when we're. It is it on? It is. it's on Bandcamp. Is it in euros though? I think it's like four euros though. I mean, it's like like, eight bucks. It's not bad. it's, it's, It's affordable. Yeah.
1: No, I was just um, wondering something. I get a little weird doing the conversion. I'm always afraid yeah. I'm gonna get. Ripped I mean, off. I just
0: I just bought a shitload of. I mean, been buying a shitload of stuff with Aussie dollars. Eh, yeah, it's true. Which actually are worse. Than but yeah, movie,
1: it's so. definitely worth it. I, yeah. It almost reminded me of. Uh, did we? Uh, what the fuck was it called? It was one of the guys from Nine Inch Nails. No, I think it was Jess. Maybe it was a guy that was like under a tent and he was singing. I forget. The no, name. I don't know. This doesn't sound <laughs> familiar. Yeah, I'll ha I, I it, but was a guy that used to play on like Nine Inch Nails and he had like a bunch of like single albums out of just electro. But they might have played with Digitalism and it might have been with Jess. Was so
0: it Buckethead. No, but I think- it's
1: like what's that S like Sand something and the no, album cover. album name was Red. Anyway, yeah. it kind of reminded me of that. Kind ah. of simplistic, but mm-hmm. at the same time, Lincoln Durham. I just I believe the whole album's out. I just listened to the single. He's out of Texas. It's his fourth album off of... Droog Records. I believe the album came out March of this year. The song is called Into Heaven Comes the Night. As I said, I believe the full album's out now, but when I first uh, I first read about this guy in New Noise Magazine, I'm like, oh, I'll take, take a look, and this is the only thing I could come across. It was a little tough to find. So anyway, Linkum Durham, spooky, bluesy Southern rock. Mm-hmm. I like it. Fuzzy guitars, fuzzy vocals. Kind of has this like dirty, sexy feel to it. It almost reminds me of Black Rebel Motorcycle Club if they were like, it has like that rift, but Mm -hmm. not, but dirtier and gothier kind of, um, but I thought it was a really cool song. It's like bluesy, sultry, and just kind of has that like creepy dark circus tone to it at the same time. Um, what did you think?
0: I liked it a lot. I, I mean, I just it sent like it to you on my Friday. Phone. Yeah, yeah, I literally listened to it on my phone. I was like, oh, this is good. I like it a lot. Yeah,
1: it's fun, and I'm interested to hear more from this guy. And I think in the next couple podcasts, I will review his mm. album. Sorry to keep it so short, but no there's only so much I could talk about in one little song. The video is kind of cool, too. He's like on the road touring, and he's like, goes to this one house, and they're like, no, don't go to this house. This chick's kind of weird. It's like an a homage to Noferatu and Dracula and uh, stuff. It's pretty cool. I like it. If you kind of like bluesy southern rock that's spooky and a little gothy and
0: telling spooky stories, you might like it. Well, I'm sensing a vampire theme again. Ooh, Ooh No, no. So what else you got? The Regrets. Yes. Uh, this is Attention Seeker. This is EP. The label, this is, I think, a first Warner Brothers Really? So it's weird that such a small band would be on such a big label. I did not know that. And it's kind of sad. It made me a little sad for them. The regrets, they had uh, a full length come out last year, last okay. January. I actually, even though I don't remember the name of that album, I had it bookmarked to review probably at oh, wow. beginning last year and forgot about it. So the Regrets are sort of their, uh, a very, like a very poppy rock band with mm-hmm. like some doo-wop vocal. Like, sort of like, it's in my wheelhouse to some extent or another fronted by Lydia Knight. Okay. Who is I believe under 18. When I was sort of doing my research for this there's actually a video of her. She's like 11 or 12. Oh really? I think she is like part of School of Rock and like. Oh that's cool. So, but she's playing you're like Jesus Christ. She is very talented. Mm-hmm. Very very talented. Have you heard of them before?
1: No not. I, I have not.
0: I almost guarantee you've heard one of their songs. Which song? Hey Now. Because it's used in a Dunkin' Donuts commercial. Really? And if you hear the... Uh, well, let me review the album and then I'll get to that. So, I was like, the cover they do? Well, yeah, they do. They should <laughs> okay. do a fair amount of covers, um, as it turns out. Oh, shit. The Regrets. I keep forgetting the name. Attention Seeker. Uh, February of this year, Warner Records. They reminded me a lot of Sleeper Agent, actually. Especially yeah. the song Red Light.
1: I have them down as dolly Rocks. a little yes. bit. And a tiny bit, She and Him, the acoustic a little, a little bit. bit,
0: yeah. This was five songs. Two of them were original. Two of them are acoustic versions off their full-length. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey Now and A Living Human Girl among them. I'll get back to that one in a second. And a very unusual cover, I thought. A Teenager Love by Dion and the Belmonts. Yeah.
1: And and usually that, what, that doesn't surprise me with that style of music, to be honest. It's it, like
0: that poppy garage. I was a bit disappointed at first. so I'm listening to this. Oh, by the way, because they're Warner Brothers. Not on Bandcamp. I had to listen to it on YouTube, Yeah, that's where they I actually have it. a dedicated channel. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Oh, A Teenager in Love. I thought they were doing some weird meta thing. They're like, oh, they're doing a parody of a 50s song. Yeah. But it's not. It is a, a cover. Yeah,
1: that was fine. It's like, Rocky, your yeah, cover of A
0: Teenager in Love. They seem to do a lot of covers. They do actually a really good one of uh, Fox on the Run by Sweet. Yep. I think uh, I ha- I'm
1: think I i already thinking "Days and Confused. It, did you...
0: Fox on the Run. They cover um, Psycho Killer. Ah. Kiss, kiss Say," And a whole bunch of stuff. So they actually cover uh, another sweet uh, Ballroom Blitz.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, they do, uh, like, Tegan and Say, But it doesn't matter. The final song, A Living Human Girl, which is sort of about body image of being free to be what you want. Yeah.
1: Very, like, pro... Uh, yeah. That's very yeah. good.
0: Well, the beginning, I mean, tonally is the exact same as A Teenager in Love. There's just vocals where they're like, Ba 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 ba, you know they're yeah. singing. But I'm like, oh, all right. Was that
1: the last song? Yes. I think that was the second song I heard. What? Um, the Living Human Girl. Yeah, yeah. The way it came the, up on my YouTube. Well, however, it. came up, I believe. Yeah. But I probably wouldn't have caught the mm-hmm. Teenager
0: in Love because it would yeah. have been fresh on my mind. Um, again, not a lot else to say. I liked it. I, I thought it was fun. I, I liked it, it was when fun, yeah.
1: when I listened to it. I was like, this is in Lou's wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Did you see
0: the video of? Yes. Yeah. So the first song, which I, I can't remember right now. I didn't Which write it down. Of, so yeah, they got kind of like, vocally, Lydia has a bit of a Taylor Swift thing going on. Yeah, I, like think I said, so
1: It was like, screw you to the guy, and she gives him that kick yeah. that says, the F
0: word. Oh, no.
1: I forget what it is. It's like, Lydia can't come to the film right now. It's like, goodbye. Oh, I can't remember what it yeah, was. Yeah, it's
0: about basically a lot of songs about
1: either you shouldn't love me
0: or I yeah. don't love you or fuck you. But um, it, she kind of
1: had that Taylor Swift thing kind of going yeah. on a little bit. But it was good.
0: yeah. It was good. It was, I don't um, regret listening. To... Revisit an earlier analogy. A hamburger. It's a hamburger. Yes. It's actually, I didn't feel like eating hamburgers when it's more of a slider, to... I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely I'm a slider excited. with at EP. <laughs> um, and again, not a lot to say. They do some fun videos.
1: Yeah, the video's fun.
0: And that's it. I... The
1: video, like her hair reminded me of Angel Olsen a little bit. Oh yeah, definitely. And <laughs> I actually did think of Angel Olsen. Yeah, for some reason Angel Olsen just popped in my head. But, but all right, that's it. All right, you know what rhymes with all right? Jack White, the worst uh, uh, boarding house reach. This is Jack White's third solo album, behind Blunderbuss and Lazaretto. Uh, this came out March twenty third, two thousand eighteen. It is forty-four minutes. Um, this was actually out on three different type of labels, like all together. Oh, right. Really? Third Man Records. That's his, right? Mm-hmm. Which I've has visited in Nashville. It's awesome. Yeah. They have actually the Lego set of whatever with it's the something girl. Something
0: girl. Yes. The Michelle Gondry.
1: Yes. I'm left I gotta
0: go
1: check on something. XL and Columbia Records. Ooh,
0: that's kind of weird.
1: Yeah, I thought it was weird too. But yeah, if you ever go to Nashville, Louis, uh, you should definitely check out Third I Man had Records. It in- But it's uh, it's cool. The record store. So it would be helpful if I had a... What are you doing, farting? Yeah,
0: I'm farting.
1: So how would I explain this album? Funk-infused blues? I was going to say, I don't know that you can. (laughs) With some jazzy spoken word. I heard a couple different things. Apparently, when he first recorded the demo of it, he recorded it as a reel-to-reel on a tape recorder he bought when he was, like, 14. Right. I don't know how much of bullshit or smoke-up-an-ass that is. But That's,
0: yeah, it's, who knows, Jack White. And
1: Jack, no, Jack White even notes it as bizarre. When he first recorded, it. he's like, it's bizarre. He's like, I have to go back and listen to it, because I'm not sure. I need it to sit, and I, then I needed to, like, see if yeah. I want to put it out there. And, to be honest... <laughs> I'm glad he put it out there. I am too. I like it a lot. I really got into this. Um... <laughs> the first time I listened to it, I was boxing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, did Jack... What? Like, I knew that Corporation song. I told you sound sounded like Beastie Boys. Mm-hmm. And that's still one of my favorite songs in the album. And it was just so different. and it, But
0: it didn't like... wasn't different trying too hard. It, it was... was just Jack White's take on... Yes, the thing is, you can always hear like, his guitar style in there, no
1: matter what he... I wanted to see what other people thought of this after I wrote my review. Jack White even said, I wanted to put something out there that no one else has heard. Like, that someone would hear it and go, like, what's that? And that's what he did. Yeah. <laughs> not a lot of people like it. If you're expecting another Jack White mm-hmm. album of, like, country-esque garage, you'll get a little bit of it, but, but it's Yeah, you'll get not. a little bit of it, yeah. But it's, it's... not. First song, Connected by Love. I would say that's probably the classic Jack White sound. You feel like a little, some little keyboard and a little beats in there, like subtly. Mm-hmm. But if you'd first hear that song, you're like, okay, it's it's Jack White. And then Why Would a Dog? Second song on the album. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of this song.
0: It was the weakest song on the album. Yeah. Except they're really distorted. Like the guitar solo is so distorted. He might yeah. be playing it like his dick or something. <laughs> and it is like, it is like. If you cut out all the notes and just left the fuzz, yeah. But um, yeah, that was. Other than that, I was like, eh.
1: Slow, folky. It's almost like him thinking out loud. His lyrics are kind of a little, a little out there. But one, aren't they? As I said, it's kind of weird. It's kind of like a weird song, and then the most like kind of non-fitting, which is weird for this album. I'm, uh, but you know, it is what it is. And then corporation, mm-hmm. funky blues. If you look. My horrible notes, I wrote the word funky. <laughs> and funk as in like funky as in funk music. Yeah. Um, gospel with like a super catchy riff. riff. Mm-hmm. Very beastie boys with Jack White's take on like kind of that type of Yeah. Like you can always hear some Jack White in it, but I I thought it was fantastic. I've been like jamming to it, i be like, Yeah.
0: We're starting a corporation. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I like it. Hyper misophonatic. I'm sure I butchered that name. I couldn't.
0: I li- really like that song. I, like, I don't know what the fuck. I really liked it.
1: Is. I hate those. <laughs> I could so deal without that. Without like that weird slide whistle. I shit. hate that. I hate <laughs> that. Take that out and it's an awesome song. I put funky blues inner, inner uh instrument instrumentally. Really, really interesting. Can't stand that electro noise clip throughout the whole album, but I liked it. What'd you think of, this is probably the most controversial controversial song on the album, Ice Station Zebra. Oh, I fucking loved it. I think it's fucking fantastic. So, I read the Pitchfork review, and here's an example, they gave it like a four out of ten, and they were like, Jack White's ridiculous, huh? We always thought he was a little goofy, but what made us think he was even more ridiculous was his rap in Ice Station Zebra. No, it's fucking... And no I was like, brain, okay, no like, brain. I remember first hearing it, and I didn't know any of the names of the songs until the unboxing, mm-hmm. so it's kind of in the background, and I was like, did Jack White kind of just rap there? But it's not, I, it, I thought it was, Pitchfork made it seem like he's like, my name's Jack White, and you know who I'm right, I'm here to, like, it, yeah, it, yeah. and it wasn't like that, it was, like, I thought it was fine, I kind of like when he has the more subtle, like, when he's kind of a little more monotone,
0: but I thought it was fancy. I liked it, I think it was fun. Do you know the significance of Ice Station Zebra? No, I don't. So it's a spy movie, and that is purportedly the movie uh, Howard Hughes used to watch. Mm. On endless loop, when he was like uh, saving okay. his pee and shit. And yeah. I, so the second I saw I was like, Ice Station Zebra, you say? That's pretty cool. But it's not yeah. my
1: favorite song now, but mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. But that's like a big, controversial, like,
0: oh, Jack White shouldn't rap. And I was like, did you no. think it was that bad? No, like- I don't think, it, yeah, I don't get where. If he went gangster with it, it was dropping n-bombs. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like, he doesn't curse on the album, I yeah. don't believe it at all. Over and Over, I thought it was fantastic. Apparently, that's a leftover White Stripes song. Um, and, like, Jay-Z was supposed to do a collaboration with him. But that's very... Um, it was kind of like a Black Sabbath, like, 70s metal riff to it. And it also has, like, beats throughout it. I just think mm-hmm. it's very interesting. It's because it has a little bit of everything. But it's more of, like, that classic, more White Stripes garage rock. Yeah. Like, Seven Nation Armies-esque. But it's good. Yeah. that everything you've learned... I I like it, but that beginning, that hello, (laughs) I hate that. I'm like, just, oh, it just bothers me. And then it's like Jack White just doing like spoken word, getting angry. It's it's interesting, Mm -hmm. it's different. It's about all I have to say about that, but I hate that. Hello. (laughs) Respect Commander. One of my favorite songs. I wish songs people the could album. see Jamie
0: emoting when she says hello. <laughs> hello. Yeah.
1: Respect, Commander. I think it's freaking yes. fantastic. It like is all this funky beats and mm-hmm. it like just flows right into this awesome like rock and roll like Jack White s Jack White just doing his thing and it totally works. I I really like it. The other song, which if I was to play anybody, they would not know it was Jack White, and that is "Get in the Mine Shaft," yeah. which is totally electro. Like, you couldn't even recognize his voice, but it totally works. It's a great song. A lot of fun. And the other... The second to last song is What Is Done Is Done. I actually really like this song. Country song with, a, like, a bit of a... It has a drum machine. Yeah. And the lyrics are kind of, like, a little fucked up. He's talking about, like, buying a gun and, like, either killing himself or killing other people. I'm not sure. Probably killing himself. Yeah. But um, I'd almost think that he's like, well, this album's done. What's done is done. It's going to kill me or yeah. I just want to put it out there. But... It was interesting. Mm-hmm. I like it. And then he ends on Humoresque, which is very almost like jazzy, like very pianistic. Yeah. <laughs> the piano mm-hmm. shines through. Some of the songs I would even say like acid jazz is like yeah. running through it. And and the last song I'm talking about, very light. As I said, all together, very, very different Jack White album. And I like it a lot. Pitch, Pitchford ripped it. And I, I just hate that when someone tries to do something so different, and not saying it has, like everyone has to like something that someone else does. I don't know, but it was yeah. very experimental, and I think for the most time it hit more than missed. Yeah, and I thought it was a fantastic effort to go that far out of your wheelhouse or like what you're used to and actually make a, a decent album, or even even put the balls to put it out there. You know, when everyone
0: else probably wanted something you know else, but so here's here's my thought, and here, this is sort of my. My general story arc with the White Stripes and Jack White. Okay. All of Jack White's solo stuff
1: uh-huh. just
0: does not land for me. There's nothing technically wrong with it. I own both Blunderbuss and Lazaretto. Yeah. Do not particularly care about either.
1: I like both of them. I would say I like White Stripes albums more than yeah. the, the solo stuff. There's always a very like two or three real shining like singles off mm-hmm. the, the the prior two albums. But this one I thought, like, I've been well, listening to a lot. Well, that's what I'm to getting to.
0: So, so the first two, like, is, and I don't know what it was. We Maybe more country, too. They were a little, di- they weren't different enough from the White Stars. Maybe they needed Meg's inane drum playing. <laughs> I'm going to do Imitation. That's Meg playing the drums. This one was so far out there, I loved it. Yeah. I was like, all right, you did something different. It mostly works. Yeah. It reminds me of another album we heard this year, and that would be Freedom's Goblin. And then yeah. Ty Seagal, Yeah, yeah. Did a lot of weird Agreed. shit. So, no, I was really into it. I was like, especially like the first, like, uh, when, like, is it Walk the Dog? Yeah. I, the, I was like, is this yeah. what the album's going to be like? There was a
1: couple songs I didn't even add in the review, but there was just spoken word of just, yeah. there was like two songs that I was kind of like blah on. It is what it is.
0: I'm glad you got wacky with it and yeah, you made it too. really work and I really liked it as well. It's great. It's addictive.
1: I was listening to it on the way over here. I was like, I want to listen yeah. to this, so... My name's Jack What? and I'm sure... Everybody... Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> Go and read the Pitchfork review, because you'll be like, wow. Like, they were just saying how he's ridiculous, and maybe he was ridiculous all along, and like, I don't know. Well, he was kind of ridiculous. I mean, he had his own weird... They're like, he pretended he was married to his sister, like, that's ridiculous, Of so for a while, couldn't he? And he was like... They were making fun of his lyrics for um, Ice Station Zebra. They are like, my name... With the whole Joe Blow, and I'm like, did you ever listen to... Like, his lyrics are... Like, yeah, he... Makes points like I, I think he's lyrically
0: pretty decent. I don't know what they wanted. He's a guitar. He, he's a guitarist who needed to sing because he fell was in, in love a band. with a girl. That was the fell in love, yeah. yeah. And I don't think yeah. I don't I don't know. People are just fucking hard asses. It's, yeah. Um,
1: what else? But I liked it. I thought it was, I I didn't read the Rolling Stone review, but Rolling Stone likes everything. Yeah,
0: pretty much. 18 stars. Yeah, and it'd
1: be like Bruce Springsteen farting into a microphone. They'd be uh-huh. Like this was very experimental. It was perfect. His farts don't stink, and they smell like. Wild horses, I don't fucking know.
0: They, they probably would smell like wild horses because I sure wild horses stink.
1: You know what Jack White doesn't
0: like? I can't think of anything funny to say. So <laughs> cell phones? Yeah, cell phones at performances. So we attended a performance. Uh last weekend. Last weekend. And let's you wanna talk about their performance first or talk yeah, about I can talk whatever you want so.
1: Yeah, let's talk about what the we saw the pretenders last weekend. Yes. This is um April seventh. April seventh. So we saw uh, the April. yeah. Oh, right. We saw the Pretenders uh, the Saturday before Easter. So it was like the thirty first of March. Yeah. So we get to the tower and someone's on a, a, a employee of the tower is on a bullhorn.
0: This is waiting to get into waiting the
1: venue. to get in line. Going unless you have a mobile ticket, please turn your cell phone. No, didn't it even say please? It it turn says, your- power
0: down your mobile devices.
1: Yeah. So we're like, all right, and a lot of people are just kind of giving it looks. And I saw um, an e—either uh, on Facebook or I got an email, and it said, "The Pretenders kindly ask you to please refrain to from using your cell phone." Fine, Fine. you know that's cool. I, I don't really—I'll snap a couple mm-hmm. pictures, you know. Anyway, so they're on a bullhorn, and you're kind of like, that's a little weird. So we get inside, and we're all kind of like hiding our phones or whatever. I'm like I have a four-year-old, I got to make sure like like something happens. I need my phone. Because I I did turn it off for like until we got in and then people are like taking pictures inside and like you could tell people were, and I'm like, okay, so this is going to be fine, you know? We, as the tower is stupidly always set up, we end up going to the wrong entrance and they're like, go that way. And I'm like, well, there's four entrances like, and they're just, uh, anyway, Mm. I can't stand the tower. Get our seats and we're right near the soundboard. And then the Gestapo started to arrive. Yeah. You can go take it from here.
0: So I was sitting on... Um,
1: we were on the aisle. We were on the
0: aisle. I was actually on the aisle. Yeah. And they're walking up and down like every... Probably every, every... minute. Every minute. 30 seconds to a minute. They're walking up and down looking for people's cell phones.
1: And it wasn't that... like, And they have flashlights. So they're flashing yeah. it slightly into the aisle... Well, pretty much into the aisles. Like, I don't know how bothered you were with the flashlight, but it bothered the
0: fuck out of it me. It annoyed me almost as much as that guy credit carding his girlfriend in front of us. Yes, it
1: was really annoying.
0: That's the kind of stuff you see at a concert. The guy basically had his
1: hand up, the his bladed hand up his
0: his chick's and she's prison like, wallet.
1: Oh, and she just kept putting her fucking hair up. Oh, this just annoying. Like, why don't they ban that fucking that's, shit?
0: That's normal <laughs> concert drama, though. So we're talking about this. So they're going up and down. At one point, I saw a like, guy like screaming at like a family. Yeah. And that's the thing is they weren't... It wasn't
1: like I... I didn't notice anybody straight taking long periods of video. I saw a couple people snap a picture and it was even more noticeable when someone takes a a, a cell phone out because you're like, oh shit, they're going to see him. I thought it took away from the performance. I didn't like... I don't know if you noticed. There was... everyone standing. It was maybe a quarter into the Pretender set and there was an older lady sitting down whilst everyone was standing up. She must have got a text. I did not even notice until some, well, the one dude with the flashlight was like, get off your phone to to, like a 60 year old lady, not fucking bothering anybody. Like no one even, no one even noticed. Mm -hmm. They kept making it more noticeable by like being that policing, like policing that bad.
0: You, one, you can argue that once they post that, whatever, they post this like no cell phone thing that, you know, while they were warned, they shouldn't be on their cell phones. Ignoring realities of living in 2018. I agree. Um, at one point, the guy behind us was on his cell phone, and a guard came and started screaming at him. The problem was he was sitting right next to me, screaming in my ear while I'm trying to watch a concert. I, I just felt so, they were so overbearing. So sort of our general consensus was the the enforcement of the cell phone policy Yeah. combined with the the occurrences of actually seeing cell phones were much more disruptive if they were like, well...
1: I agree. I just think it was... And this is not the first time at the Tower that I've seen this. I went and saw Bonnie Vera in 12, 2012, I believe it was. And I think it was like... I mean, Facebook wasn't... It was still big, but I think Bonnie Vera was like, oh, please, you know, try to keep your cell phone mm-hmm. away. Now, people... I never even heard of this policy before. And a couple people were taking a couple pictures and they were doing, They were were doing they weren't policing as bad... But if they saw a cell phone, they, they were ready to yank you out and kick you out. This one, they were giving warnings, but they were straight up screaming at people. This was just someone taking out their cell phone, checking the time. Like, not even taking pictures. I, I just thought it was, I understand an artist being like, hey, I don't want your cell phones out, blah, blah, blah. Say it. Call. Mm-hmm. I, I, like they never even mentioned it I, like if I was that adamant with enjoying the experience because I wasn't enjoying the experiences I kept getting a flashlight in my fucking eyes Yeah, Chrissy Hines should have been like yo, uh, not yo, my name's Jack White uh, Yeah, said, my name's Chrissy Hines. I want you to know put your cell phone. I said no. Mm-hmm. They're like hey Let's all enjoy this. Please put your cell phones away. I don't I, I, I just want everyone to have a good time they, I just think there's a right and wrong way to do it, and I thought The Tower
0: did it the complete wrong yeah, way. That's I they, knew they were doing their job. It was just over the top. Yeah, The Tower was really... I mean, even before we got in, they were just being aggressively dickish about everything. Yeah. I said it's like someone, they read a book on running security at a concert, but didn't really get any of the nuance of it. And that's the thing, is they were acting like really shitty before people even got in the door. it I think that kind of creates an, a culture of... you know and people you know we're all whatever adults but we're gonna but it was weird
1: to have it with like it's not a young crowd it was mid-30s maybe probably more 40s and and up to the Mm -hmm. 60s like to people in their 60s and even probably 70s all together i thought the pretenders put on a good show but i was so distracted and angry i was like Mm -hmm. oh there's punk rock chrissy hines Telling everyone mm-hmm. not to put their fucking phones out—it's like Metallica saying, "Don't go on Napster." Mm-hmm. Like it, it's 2018. Mm-hmm. No one likes watching a fucking concert through someone
0: else's cell phone. I totally
1: get that, but it yeah. was
0: to the point. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was. It was hard. Like even the idea that like every time someone, I saw someone bring out a cell phone, I was like, Ooh. You're "Like ah oh, fuck!" And like now so, we're gonna get it distracted more. How
1: about that one lady that was. To the right of you, by the soundboard, and she was kind of just dancing. Like she (laughs) might have been, she was older. She was probably in her fifties, and she was dancing. I didn't know if she was drunk or not. She didn't seem drunk, and they were like, "You gotta go." Oh yeah, they walked someone out. And she's like, "I'm just dancing," and they're like, "No." It was like no fun being like. I just thought
0: it was. It was weird. It was the tower. You
1: suck. I won't go to you anymore. I'm just. I've had it with the tower. It's bullshit. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, and I've been on like, so I gave the tower a bad review and I pretty much like vented out my stuff. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry to feel that, but the artist said that they did not want cell phones. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a way to do it without being super dicky. Mm-hmm. And then someone commented on me, I was at the same show and I thought it was refreshing not to have cell phones. And I was like, were you sitting in the aisle or were you sitting in the middle of the row? Because if you sat in the middle row, you probably didn't
0: notice it. So, yeah, I actually had a cousin who went to that same concert and I think she sat more middle. And probably it, didn't notice. And didn't notice because I was talking to her about it and a thing. Really quick, just before we get to the topic, because the topic is... Course,
1: Pretty much
0: the same thing. Same thing. So I didn't know the concert. I did too. Chrissy Hine looks like Jen from The Dark Crystal at this point. No real surprises in the list, I guess. The version... of what to me, The live version of Thumbelina they played was fucking mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. And it was this really, like, ten-minute-long... Rockabilly solo thing yeah. is like I, I would like to see a concert just that over and over again. Um,
1: the one thing that has surprised me, I know that Chrissy hates Brass and Pocket. Brass in, yeah, but what they ended on "Tattooed Love Boys," which yes. is my one of my favorite mm-hmm. Pretender song. Uh, encore was "Chain Gang," right? Yeah. "Night in My Veins" and "Tattooed Love Boys." Yes. And it seemed like everyone lost their shit with "Night in My Veins" and "Chain Gang," and then when "Tattooed Love Boys" came
0: on, it just kind of got quiet. Like, I don't think people knew the song. I don't know. So this is a weird thing. Like I don't know, because that first album is so different. It's my album, favorite by album. By yeah. Um, maybe people just they didn't pick it up till later, and they might know Brace and Park, but then they knew I it don't like,
1: think people knew who it was. I, I uh-huh. honestly don't think, because everyone was like, "Oh, night, in, night, in my veins." I, f- I totally forgot about the song. Yeah, I did and everyone too. like lost their shit, and then it was like, ta- and I'm
0: like, "Tattoo Love Boys," fucking yeah. rad, and it was just kind of like quiet. And I was like, really? Like it, it, People didn't know what to think, I guess. I was excited. I was hoping for Precious, but. Oh, they played two songs off Break the Concrete, which kind of surprised yeah. me. Which is, they played the two best songs off that album. One thing I was
1: going to say, I don't know if you noticed, when we were leaving, some dude straight had a camera and was recording with the camera, and he was not getting yelled at because it was not a cell phone. Does that make sense? No.
0: <sighs> no, it doesn't make any sense. I
1: forgot to tell you that. Like, it 100%. was noticeable, and the, and the staff didn't say anything to him. I'm like. Mm-hmm. What? Like that's yeah. just as annoying as a cell phone. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, opening act not so good. Yeah, <laughs> pretty boring. She's trying to pretend to be janice Joplin. Yeah. The other thing to complain a lot of covers. and hey, go ahead. In between the first band and the second band uh,
1: and the Pretenders, people behind us were taking a selfie. No bands are playing. The tower security comes up. Put the cell phone away. Mm-hmm. I was like, no one's even playing. Mm-hmm. Well, who cares? I just don't get it. I don't. Maybe it's because um, from that like DIY, I go to small shows. No one really gives a shit. If someone's like in front of you taking a lot of video, you will be like, yo, put it, put it mm-hmm. away. Or you move someplace else. Or you go to a security guard and be like, yo, this person has just been blocking my view. I, I don't
0: get it. I just don't get it. Like I, for me, it was more the way they handled it. It yeah. really was. Like I don't really, I'm not a cell phone person particularly. I'll take like my one picture I took one of the toilet as I usually do and I make my dumb comment, but yeah, I'm, I'll watch.
1: I mean, we took, I don't, I didn't record anybody's name. I'm not going to tell people like what they said. I kind of got a mix. Probably I said like cell phones at concerts, band, like getting banned or whatever. Yeah. or nay. Most people were saying, eh, it's nice to not have a cell phone in your face, but it's 2018. If my kid or someone needs to get a hold yeah, of me. Actually. So like I want my phone on, you know what I mean? And a couple of people were like, no, like, I, I like it like that, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Whatever, like, that's your preference. Like, I honestly, I asked Mark, I said, what do you think? He's like, my answer would have been too long, so I didn't yeah. respond. And he was like, it never really bothered me. If someone's blocking my view and I'm in a seat, I'll be like, yo, can you put the phone down? Normally, it's not a problem.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, I got basically the same thing. I got a couple of people who are like, fuck that shit. Media, like, you shouldn't have your cell phone. Yeah. Uh, one person, like, saying, yeah, basically the same thing. Um as long as I'm not watching a concert through the cell phone. Yeah, JD, I believe. Said JD that. said that. April said, you know, I like it in theory, but I do have a child and I kind yeah. of need mom stuff. And that's sort of a truth of yeah. the matter, too. It's probably like if you had a young kid. Yeah. You'd either be like looking for a payphone, or you probably wouldn't have gone to that concert, yeah.
1: right? My friend Kim actually said, if I spent a hundred plus bucks, she's like, I should be able to use my fucking cell phone. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, I
0: thought of that, too, because it's
1: not... And someone was like, no, well, didn't... um. The other JD we know say how you put these phones in a bag and you can't access your cell phone. Like some of the the bigger name performers are starting to use that. I'd be like, fuck you. I'm not doing that. Like I just – I'm not saying I'm married to my phone. I'm not going to be taking – receiving a phone call. But if I get a text being like, oh, Victor has a fever and it has fucking happened. If I get a phone call, I'm leaving and going to the lobby. I can't hear anyway. I feel like
0: that's going to get – doing that shit will eventually get challenged by someone.
1: Yeah. Um, and I get what people are doing, but it's it's like you're fighting the inevitable when it comes down to it, like or you do something that just jams the cell phone stuff. When I take pictures at a concert, I'm not constantly doing it. I the first song comes on, try to take a couple pictures. My favorite song comes on, I might take a, a video. It's not. It's not like I'm um, doing a 14-minute-long song. It's usually a three-minute song, and I make sure I'm not in someone's way. I'm holding it where someone's view is not getting obstructed. I don't even do that that often. Like, if I don't have a good view, why am I going to take a video of like or a a picture of this? But a lot of people do. I, I just don't see it as much as a problem as everyone else does.
0: I think it's it's tough because the culture has changed, and you know, smartphones are a thing.
1: Yeah. I don't know. And I don't put my flash on. Like, or just say, hey, if you're going to take pictures with your cell phone, don't put a fucking mm-hmm. flash on. Like cameras.
0: Yeah. So, again, I just don't know. Like I think straight up having cell phones in like bags. Yeah. Like in basic, I think at some point that's going to get challenged. And it's going to be either ruled one way or ruled another.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a kind of hot and heavy topic. People are either um, really like, well, we were when
0: we were kids, we didn't have cell phones. Yeah, that's unfortunate. You know, when we were kids, we didn't have... But a lot
1: of people getting yelled at were not kids. Yeah, I was like, say <laughs> when <laughs> we were
0: kids, we didn't have a lot of things either, like yeah, life-saving drugs. My whole know. thing
1: with the cell phone thing, you know, as I said, keep your phone in your bag for the most part. Snap a few pictures. That's cool. Answer a text like, hey, I'm over here. But, you know, if your best friend calls to talk to you about, like... Club and then I don't even know. No one calls anybody anymore. I don't just know. go and take it
0: somewhere else. But um the I feel whole like, oh, it's
1: refreshing. I got to experience. No, fuck you. You did, whatever.
0: It's stupid. I I feel like a lot of people who are sort of pro cell phone ban could very easily be dissuaded by one bad concert experience like we had. Yeah, those. that's true. And I think that's sort of part of it is. I think we're just... It's you know, al- well, no, it's also a new thing. I mean, it's, this is the first time I've experienced it well, It's the it second time for
1: me, and I just didn't like it either time. Mm. I don't feel like I should be watched. I don't like people watching me. You know I mean? For they sure. watch you enough to see... How co- oh, the other thing with the pretenders. No one saw that person smoking pot.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good, yeah.
1: <laughs> no one gave a shit about smoking weed, mm-hmm. but God forbid you tw- well, take that phone um, out to ans- yeah. answer a text. Ugh.
0: Yes. It just annoys me. I can tell. Yeah,
1: I'm still hot and heavy. It's all we didn't good. even start this podcast on time because I was like arguing with a yeah, guy on
0: Facebook. Still, it, it is. I don't know. We're
1: gonna see more of it. I don't know how it's gonna end. But I, also, when you pay that much money, like I don't be told what up. to do. an
0: X amount of money for a,
1: co- I mean, it's. I get as a performer too. No one wants to go and look in the crowd, and everyone's on but, their fucking
0: phone. Like that's. Well, like it's a, for me. It's easier to. Because you know, really, it isn't necessarily about. Living the experience. It's about them not getting their shit out there, a lot of it. And it's like, it's for me personally, I can ignore people on cell phones. I'm so because, used to it. doesn't bother yeah, me. Yeah, I live in a world of cell phones. What happened that night, I cannot ignore, which is people screaming in my ear.
1: Well, another thing is if people are, if the artist is afraid they're going to put stuff on YouTube, there's a way you can look that up and ban it when you do, like, tags. Yeah. That's what happened to me at wrestling, uh, one of the House of Hardcores. I took some video. Mm-hmm. Nothing major, and I had to end up. I got it taken away, and I had to take a test on copyright infringement. Ah. So if you're that worried about it, you could do that, and then people mm-hmm. may, might not videotape mm-hmm. it.
0: I do get annoyed when people do that at movies, though. <laughs> I've just, never seen that at movies. What people texting at movies? Oh, and te- I thought you meant videotaping. I actually have seen that too. I saw. Um, uh, I
1: don't like the texting at movies. I've seen people take phone calls. I think it's worse at the movies. Yeah, yeah. People taking phone calls is annoying. Texting, it's like. It doesn't bug me a movie if someone at, like texts for a second, but still I notice and it still bugs me a little bit in the back of my head. But I'm like, all right, it was for a yeah. second.
0: Yeah. No, I saw. Um,
1: remember we saw people smoking at
0: Oaks. Yeah. A long time ago. And then they like the usher came into all of them and they said yeah. they weren't smoking or something. Yeah.
1: We're like, no, you're smoking. Yeah. you are smoking. <laughs> they had a dog that smoked too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Do you like me to help me paint that chair? <laughs> How much would that pay? <laughs> I kids saw, in the hall, kids in the hall. I saw a movie I think you'd like. Sure. Uh, death of Stalin. Oh, no, I didn't see it. I said you'd like it. I oh, don't okay. know you haven't seen it. It probably oh, isn't in yeah. the movie theater anymore. So it's... Um, oh, I did read about it's that. It's a comedy. Yes, yes. About the death of Stalin. Who
1: plays Stalin?
0: I don't know the guy who plays Stalin. It's like... Um,
1: Who's the big name in it? Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Yes, Steve Buscemi
0: I think plays one of the main... He plays um, Khrushchev.
1: Yeah, yes, yes.
0: Michael Palin plays Molotov. Oh, okay. It's literally, it's, a, it's like, the jokes are just the way they portray the characters. It's a straight movie about Stalin dying and the power struggle of who's going to own the Soviet Did
1: Union. Did as Khrushchev, take off
0: his shoe and bang it on the desk? No. Oh. He does come to, when Stalin's in the coma, mm-hmm. he comes dressed but still in his pajamas because he didn't want to wait. See, the best part about this movie... Yeah, they all use their real accents. They don't fake accents at oh, that's all. That's cool. And like Rupert Friend is like Zolokov, like the the field marshal of the army, yeah. and he just has his normal like fucking Cockney English accent. <laughs> he's like, "All right, boys, let's get to this queue." <laughs> and it's it's weird because it's not it's a comedy, but it's not a comedy. Yeah, and yeah, the guy who plays Stalin is somebody, and I can't. Yeah, I, I he's recognizable. Like Jeffrey Tambor is in it. Is it playing at the Colonial? Or it's playing somewhere close, I think. It's playing at Oaks. Oh, It'll play, it funny. will play at the Colonial. It's worth no. seeing at the Colonial. Cool.
1: i will definitely have to check that out. I haven't really been on to watch one. I almost watched your Wild Wild West.
0: Yeah, Wild Wild Country.
1: Wild Wild Country. Wild Wild West
0: is a different thing. Yes,
1: well, you put Wild
0: West Country when you texted
1: me, and I was like...
0: No, it's Wild Wild Country. So
1: I started looking it up on Netflix, and I was like, oh, it's a cult-type thing. And, yep. Um, I didn't end up watching. I watched the... um what you call it? trailer and it looked pretty interesting but i'm like yeah. i can't start anything right now because i i have a couple weeks yeah me. it's a
0: commitment i watched a lot of it when i was sick all right we're getting pretty close to the end here so let's just wrap it up quick
1: yeah let's wrap it up Yeah, uh,
0: south street yeah. normal shit I don't know I don't thanks care. for the
1: responses um, we yeah. like hearing this was one of our better topics we didn't get a ton of um, responses seems they all came
0: in yesterday yeah right? but um,
1: um, uh, it's interesting to see everyone's takes and stuff yeah. the pros and the cons and what they think um, so thank you for everyone that uh, Yeah, it's a good contributed for
0: for essentially a yes or no issue yeah yeah so
1: um, yeah you can find us on Facebook and TrashSouthStreet.com um, www.trashsouthstreet.com I don't know it uh, doesn't whatever. matter Fuck, I don't want to be tired rate no. us no. please and all right, we'll
0: see you Bye.